Amen. Well, welcome to 123123. That's the date today, 123123. And uh, it's a, been a great year. Hope you had a great year. It's been a challenging year. Some of you have had challenges. Some of you have had victories. Uh, hopefully, you're looking forward to the new year. Before we dive into Isaiah, that's where we're going to be in the Bible today. So I can, I'll invite you to start turning there now. Uh, page eight, 604 in my Bible, if that helps you at all. Uh, I want to say about two things. Uh, one, today is the 31st, and so end-of-year giving uh, ends today. So if you want to give an end-of-year gift to the church, uh, please do so uh, either check or online. Make sure it's postmarked, all that stuff. Uh, well, just leave it here or go online today and make that happen. Uh, you've been generous uh, throughout my seven and a half years here, and so thank you for your continued generosity. And with that, uh, as you see the table in the middle here and up there, today we're receiving the Lord's Supper. Uh, and every time we do that, we take a benevolence offering. And so you see baskets at the exits uh, if you feel led uh, to give for those who are needy. Uh, in our congregation and in our community, uh, it gets used regularly. And we're able to bless uh, a number of people in our church and our community uh, through your generosity. And so uh, those are two wonderful things that you can participate in. And of course, uh, after the service, uh, very briefly, uh, we're going to have a business meeting. So just hang out for a few months. We're going to vote on our committees for next year. Uh, and so I just want to give you that uh, alert so you're not ready to just like bolt out and head to lunch uh, today. Uh, tomorrow, make sure you eat your black-eyed peas, okay? Um, that's true. Uh, I like black-eyed peas. Not everybody does, but I do. And uh, as I was thinking about today, end of the year, we don't actually have Sunday too often on the 31st. Um, so what would I say? Well, um, if you were a teenager, young adult in the 80s and 90s, uh, you probably heard of a little group called DC Talk, a little Christian band, uh, a, a trio. And and on one of their first albums, they had a song, and, and it was titled this. The first word was N-U. What does that spell? New. Yes, very good. Like, a third of you have no idea what I'm talking about. The rest of you don't care, and a few of you are interested because you know about DC Talk. The second word was T-H-A-N-G. What does that spell? Thang. New Thang was the title of that um, roaring song. And so I thought, today of any days, why wouldn't we talk about new things? Uh, because it's a new day. Tomorrow's going to be a new day, a new year. And so now you can go later on to Apple Music and find that song, okay? Uh, it'll, it'll change your life. <laughs> I won't say for the better or worse, but it will change your life. But, but I began to think about what would God say to us as a people, uh, what, what would be the new thing that God wants to do in our lives? Well, I began to think about uh, the, the vision that God had placed uh, in, among our church here four or five years ago, and it got me to thinking about our surrounding area. And so what, what do people, in our, what do communities in our area uh, think they should be about? So what should we be about as a church? Well, what should our communities be about? What, what's the thing that drives them, that, that causes them to want to do new things and, and expand and grow and develop? And, and so I just did a quick search of the surrounding cities to find out what, what are our cities uh, around us really all about? 
What is it that they want to accomplish? And so I just looked very simply if they had a a vision or a mission statement or a a town motto. And and I found these things. Pearland. How many Pearlanders in the room? Uh, Pearlanders are online. Yeah. Oh, good. Hey, like quite a few Pearlanders. Uh, Pearland, uh, where town meets country. Classic Gulf Coast. That tells you a lot about Pearland. 60 years ago. Because Pearland is not that anymore. They're like super urban, especially if you're in West Pearland. Classic Gulf Coast. You're nowhere near the coast. (laughs) But that's okay. That's what they want people to know about who they are and and what they wanted their community to feel like. To have this sense of belonging because country means something. Town means something. That we are a community on the Gulf Coast, and so we have access to all the things that Gulf Coast offers. And then many of you, uh, like me, live in Friendswood. And Friendswood's sort of vision is, is quite lengthy. Uh, and so if you'll show what Friendswood has to say, together we build our future in a friendly place. <laughs> To live, work, play, learn, and worship. Boy, they want to accomplish a lot here in Friendswood. But what they did over time was actually boil that down to three very simple words. And and I would say it's true. It's those last three words. Faith, family, and education. Those are the the values that Friendswood was built on. And and I would say as a citizen of Friendswood, uh, I think they've held true to all of those fairly well uh, over the 120 plus years, or nearly 120 years that the town has been incorporated. But, but they want to have a place to live, work, play, and worship. Sort of everything that you do in life can happen right here in this community. And, and then League City. Any, any League City, I know at least two, three or four. Yeah, like, like Leagues, like you're so proud of that. There's six of you in the room. Uh, there's probably a hundred online, thank, hopefully. Uh, but League City, I searched their website over and over, like, for, took me the, like 10 minutes, which is a lot, trying to search their website for their vision statement. It's nowhere to be found. Thankfully, and so in my notes, you can, I don't know if it's up there, like, we can, let's make one up and propose it to them. <laughs> That's what I told the guys. That's what I told the guys. But, but wouldn't, you, wouldn't you know it? God's providence. We have someone uh, in our church uh, who grew up in League City and, and knew their city motto. They don't say it anymore. <laughs> but here's what it is. Shady Oaks, friendly folks. <laughs> oh, it gets better. The reason you can't find it on their website is because they stopped using it because people would change it to shady folks and friendly oaks, <laughs> which is much worse. And then finally, any Alvinites in the room? Is that Alvinites? Is that the uh, citizens of Alvin? Uh, citizens of Alvin? Uh, in touch with the past, planning for the future. Now, I'm going to tell you something. If you've been to Alvin lately, you know that's true. Like, Alvin is exploding. 
And, and they are preparing for hundreds of thousands of people to move uh, along that Highway 6 corridor there in Alvin and Manville. And they've taken over every school district, you know, south of, of Broadway. And so they're looking forward. They're, they're looking forward to, to what's going to happen in our city. Uh, what can we do to plan and to manage the folks who are coming so that we're uh, a great city or a town. And so as we think about the communities we live in, uh, the good news is we have a community here, a community of faith, and and we have a vision statement. And and that vision statement is longer than uh, the city of Friendswoods, uh, but it's kind of based on five big words. We want to prepare and send disciple-making missionaries. That prepare and send phrase is important for us. Disciple-making missionaries who strengthen families, love neighbors, and transform communities with the gospel. And and as I think about 2024, and and as I think about our future, uh, I am confident that God is going to do a new thing in our church. I'm confident that that we're entering, that tomorrow is not just a new day for the calendar, but it's a new day for us. And and I want us to look at the passage uh, that that concept of new things and new day came from and the passage that good old DC Talk took their song from and and that we look at as we think about the future of of ministry and mission and what it means to be people who are sent, who are sent out into Alvin and Friendswood and League City and Pearland, that we're sent out in those communities to, to love our neighbors and transform the community with the gospel. So if you found Isaiah, uh, we're going to be in chapter 43 today. I may have to turn a few more pages. In Isaiah 43, uh, it, it's a little bit of a history lesson. God is giving the nation of Israel a history lesson on what he has done in their midst. Uh, how he's moved, how he's rescued them, how he's delivered them. How, he, how they are his people. And in verse 16 of Isaiah 43, it says this. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea, a path in the mighty waters. You might remember when he parted the sea and the nation of Israel walked through it. Who brings forth chariot and horse, army and warrior. They lie down, they cannot rise. They are extinguished, quenched like a wick. Remember not the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not perceive it? I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. God had brought the nation of, Egypt, uh, nation of Israel out of Egypt And he had delivered them time and time and time again. He parted the Red Sea. He defeated enemy after enemy. He saw them through difficulty after difficulty after difficulty. And this little phrase is helping them to remember. Because remembering is is good sometimes. And in this case, remembering God's faithfulness gives us courage to move forward, to move into the future. When we remember God's faithfulness, we can have the courage, we have the courage to move into the future. And that's what he's telling them here. 
He's reminded them of his faithfulness from long ago. And now they have the ability to move forward, to move into the future with courage, with confidence. And I think about um, our church, which is you. And I think about the the joys and the pains that, that you've experienced in this last year. Some of you have welcomed kids and grandkids, you, you've changed jobs, you've gotten promotions, you, you finally did well in school, <laughs> all kinds of good stuff. Others of you have in, in, endured hardship and struggle and pain. This will be the first new year without a loved one. You, you're going through treatment. You had to retire early. You You've had a strange relationship with someone. There's joy and pain all around us all the time. And I think about even what we've endured collectively as a church. The last few years have been challenging for our church with staff changes and some organizational changes. But we've also seen God work in mighty ways. We had 18 people get baptized this year. Over 40 new members, which is exciting, yeah. Uh, Our staff and leaders and Sunday school connect groups, we're going to start doing all kinds of stuff, so just get ready with that. Uh, There's new things coming. Uh, But but you've been able to pray with somebody, and a prayer has been answered. There's been physical healing We've had a family unite under Christ, which has been wonderful these last few weeks. We've got new staff members. We've had increased opportunities to reach children and students, not just here in our church, but in our community. And you're going to hear some more about that in just a moment. But but it's good to remember God's faithfulness, even in the hard times. Because though Isaiah here in this moment, he declares the great and mighty act of God parting the Red Sea, them walking through, and then he destroys the Egyptian army, then they sort of messed around for a long time. (laughs) A lot of pain and heartache and frustration, and and, and those kinds of things are real too. And and so as as you and I think back on 2023, there's some wonderful moments and there's some hard moments. But God's faithfulness is true and steady. But what God doesn't want you to do, doesn't want me to do, doesn't want the nation of Israel to do is to keep dwelling on what happened. Like, oh yeah, remember when we used to? Remember when God did that 30 years ago? Remember God did that 200 years ago? When he did that nine months ago, let's go back and do that again. Let's just stay right there. God is commanding them in this passage to forget that stuff. And if that's not enough, Paul tells us the same thing in the New Testament. Forget what lies behind. We just talked about it a few weeks ago. We want to remember God's faithfulness so that we can look to the future, not hang out in the past. And that's why he says, I'm going to do something new and different. A new thing that will spring forth. 
It's as if God is saying, yep, I did some awesome stuff back then, but guess what? We're going to do even more awesome stuff in the future. And so hang on, get ready, be prepared, jump on board, get involved, be a part of what God is doing, this new thing that he's going to do. I'm going to bring redemption. I'm going to bring hope. I'm going to bring life. Because when God does new, thing, new things, life blossoms. Even in the driest desert, even in the hardest places, God brings life when he does new things. I hear a lot that our world is getting darker and darker and darker. That, that sin abounds. Well, uh, we're, we're going to look at a few weeks, uh, a place where I know sin abounded in the ancient world. Uh, sin has always existed in plenty. It's just more accessible today. It's more prevalent. It's more obvious. But, but we live in a dark world, and so as we think about this dark world that we live in, we're to shine brightly, and God wants to do a new thing and shine even brighter through us. That even in this dry land that we live in, God's chosen you to live in Friendswood, Alvin, League City, Pearland, Santa Fe, Dickinson, Houston, so that you could be a part of the new thing that God's doing in your sphere of influence. He chose you to live here in 2024 to be a part of his new thing. Like You should be excited about that. God chose me to live and to go to school and to work. And if we stay in friends with live, work, play, worship, all that stuff, do all those things. He chose me to live right where I'm supposed to so that he could do a new thing through me in 2024. And even in the moments of desperation and frustration and heartache, I can trust in God and his faithfulness. Because if God's going to do a new thing in our community, there's only one group of people he's going to do it through. And that's the church. And that's you. And that's the folks at the harbor and Clear Creek and the Methodist Church and the Friends Church and New Hope. We are the plan for God's new thing in 2024. We're it. And so even when our world seems to be less interested, less connected, less concerned about gospel things, God still wants to do a great thing through you. Over this Christmas break, we had a great tragedy in Friendswood. Uh, a young man lost his life. And, and it epitomizes just sort of the, the darkness of our world. And, and as I thought about all that's happened, and I don't know a lot of the details, and we shouldn't speculate, by the way, uh, about things that we don't know about. It's a good habit to get into, not speculating. But I, I think about how he's positioned us. Us. First Baptist Friendswood. How he's positioned us in a unique place to step into the lives of children and students. He's opened doors wide for us, and you may not know this, but Friendswood ISD has actually opened their doors widely to the church 
because they understand the power uh, of the church and the influence the church can have. And so in this new year, one of the new things that you're going to get to participate in, I pray, is to be a person who could come alongside a, a student in Friendswood ISD and mentor them, encourage them, be someone who is a stable force in their life for the sake of the gospel so that we may see the community transformed. So we may see the community transformed. Because God's called us to serve in great and mighty ways. Perhaps he's calling you to a new thing this year, a new way to serve those around you, a new way to see life blossom in the desert. And so what is he calling you to do? For some of you, it might be helping around here in preschool children and students. For some of you, it might be standing at the door greeting. Maybe you say, hey, I really want to think outside the box. And I know our church, church hosts like 25 or 30 events for the community uh, throughout the year. Maybe I could be a host for one of those events and actually meet people who are not connected to any church. Imagine that. They would actually rub shoulders with people who may or may not know Jesus, who God's handed to us on a silver platter in our FLC mostly. I get to do that about once a month just to say hey and hang out and uh, because I'm a pastor, I'm a professional Christian, I get to pray a lot. (laughs) But I love it. I, I love it. Because I get to bring life to a luncheon. And so as you think about 2024, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to think about the new thing that God wants you to do. The new way in which God wants you to expand who you are as a believer in Christ. The new way in which God wants you to serve the community. And that could be a classmate, a teacher, a coworker, a neighbor, could be a complete stranger. But a new way that we can bring life to our communities. Not for our glory, not so we can pat ourselves on the back, but so that we can bring glory to our Heavenly Father. Because I'm looking forward to what God's going to do through you. You. I'm excited about what God's going to do through you in 2024. And so are you ready for God to do a new thing in your life? Are you ready to be a a catalyst to bring life to our communities? What new thing are you looking forward to God doing your life to bring glory to his name? What new thing are you looking forward to? Let me encourage you to be praying about your new thing that God wants to see happen in your life. To bring abundant life wherever you go. Will you pray with me?